I reach more people on Twitter with things than I do with some of these YouTube videos. Yeah. That just makes Jack fucking Conti money. So, huh. you know, it's not about the money for me, though. So I'll take the retweets over YouTube these days. Yeah, it's 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 more about attention for me, Jonathan. <laughs> That's awesome to, to just get attention and not have to rely on any particular way of doing it and, well, and then get money on Patreon and have friends and have a community and all that. It's it's awesome. You did it. I trade it all in. For one night with you, Jonathan. <laughs> I started. I started recording. If that helps, I had recorded a, a fair bit of that. Oh, okay, good. I yeah. wasn't sure. Uh... I actually hadn't been recording. Well, I mean, the Zoom is recording, but I hadn't started proper recording. But I have now, so we could sync up. Zoom, 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 zoom. I want you in my room. Let's spend the night together from now until forever. Boom, 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 Jonathan. <laughs> yes. Boom, 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 Jonathan. That could be a name for you. Like Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Or Boom Boom Colt Cabana, another wrestler who actually just went ahead and did Boom Boom, but we've got a third one. Yeah, ours is better. So Boom Boom, presumably, is you doing like wrestling moves. And then the third boom is dealer's choice. I think you should fuck a cannon. <laughs> what? A cannon? Like a like a weapon of war? Yeah. <laughs> or uh, um, the established... You know, literary structure underpinning an intellectual property. That is true. Like, if you could fuck a cannon, I'd like to see it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, right? I'll, I'll, I'll go on wikipedia.com, Jonathan, right? Uh, I will print out all of the articles that are in the non-legends section, right? So it's like the actual law, right? We'll stuff that into a literal cannon, right? Chuck a printer in there just to be sure, and then have you bang the lot. <laughs> you mean uh, sexually engage? Yeah, all forms of cannon. You're in it. I'm in it? Yeah, we will call the show, because it's a TV show, we'll call the show Cannon Fodder. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Already built in, and we will get the uh, uh, an arcade machine with Cannon Fodder on it, and you can, you know... Buff the shit out of that as well. Was that in arcades? I don't know. Could be. I mean, with modern technology. I swear I played a cannon fodder in an arcade. Well, it was Hmm. an arcade machine in a pub. Hmm. Anything goes at pubs. Yeah. Well, you can put anything on a ROM these days. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. Tell me what the matter is. Tell me. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Uh, Sexual games. Often very popular for some reason in public places. I was always surprised to see people playing the likes of Gal's Panic (laughs) and Sexy Poker and whatnot. Just in full view of everybody. Those famous erotic uh, video game experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, Like what they had back in the day. I'm thinking about your plumbers don't wear ties. I'm thinking about your muffs out snooker. I'm thinking <laughs> about bend over, pull your ass cheeks apart, Mario. <laughs> Some of those classics. It's not real. And of course, you know, sexual parlor games have also been a thing. You know, sexy charades, Twister, mm. of course. Let's take our clothes off and cover ourselves in beans and then play <laughs> Twister. Uh, people love all that shit. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade, you know, LARPers uh, regularly uh, bang in the woods at night. The ones in my LARP group do. <laughs> yep, I mean, I, th- I think that's actually the entire purpose of a LARP group is to have an excuse for people to go bang in the woods. Yeah. Is that right? Well, I mean, it's what Lloyd's always been a big believer in. <laughs> believer? Yeah, when we go to the clearing in that wooded area near where the river bends, where that girl died, but we don't talk about it, right? Uh, you go into that clearing, there's, there's, we usually, you know, playing vampire. 
Lloyd's a great GM. Oh, God, yes. Yes. What an imagination. GM. We call them storytellers in in the D10 system, well, normally because Lloyd's the one who will explain to the cops what we were, quote unquote, really doing. Jonathan. <laughs> he's the talker of the group then, Lloyd. I didn't I didn't gather that from hearing about him. Well, he's he's got a lot of experience lying to police. You know, I consider myself something of an orator, Jonathan. It's why I'm such a popular LARPer. But I'm I'm very bad at, at telling lies to the police. I get scared and stammer. Oh, sure. Yeah, and then I accidentally go at them. <laughs> And I don't want to. I'm scared to do it. I cough and then I upchuck on their shoes. And then they hit me with their clubs. That sounds... Oh, it's happened four or five times now. Uh, yeah. We just don't let... We just don't let Jim talk to police anymore. Yeah. Lloyd's really yeah. better for it. One of the nice things about Lloyd is that accent that he has that's just sort of indistinguishable. You're not sure where they're from, but it causes the words that he has to slur together in such a way that you think you know what he said, but you're not sure. It's great for cops. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> he doesn't smell so much of kerosene and fuck these days. Now that he's, uh, you know, now that that crate of brute fell into his possession. <laughs> So he just he just drowns it in brute the the scent for men. This is brute, b r u t e the scent for brutes. <laughs> it smells a bit like kerosene and fuck, but not as much as actual kerosene and fuck. It's enough. It's enough to throw cops off the scent, and that's actually the the tagline for the for the line. Jonathan, I think you should uh, just do a bit of sick on the floor, Jonathan. Throw up? Vomit? Yeah, I mean, let, let's face it, right? Jackass has only gone from strength to strength. And one of the best things about Jackass was the fact that Steve-O would be sick everywhere. <laughs> That's one of the... He did give vomit a lot, but he was often hit oh, in the stomach yeah. with a cannonball or or someone would hit him in the stomach yeah. or someone would throw someone at his stomach. Well, you're not going to get hit with a cannonball unless you've stuck your cock in the wrong part. <laughs> but we're off that bit now. <laughs> now we're talking about you doing a bit of sick on the floor. Now, a couple times on this show, I've suggested that you should just be sick everywhere because it would get you attention. <laughs> It was not good attention, though. It 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 wouldn't get me the demo I I need. I, I don't think Are you that sure? just wants attention I mean, to give me attention. That's the kind of thing Ted Cruz would have said four years ago. But he really grew into the fan base. So I think if we get if we get all of those Steve O lovers onto. Johnny Breakfast's case. What? Johnny Breakfast. You have a bit of breakfast and then you're sick. You basically, right, is is Jackass. Is we'll call it Jackass the movie 3D, right? Is what we'll call this this show, this Netflix special. I think, I think they did that actually. I, I, I think there is a Jackass the movie 3D. Remember when 3D was hot when when Avatar and Thor were in theaters? I think they did it. I think they did one. Mm. I don't know if we can take that from them. They might get they may get on us. There's one thing I'm I'm a little confused with what you said there. Uh-huh. It's it's the fact that you said 3D was hot, right? Uh-huh. Now that's past tense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bearing in mind Conrad and I put a lot of money into this. Uh, could you elaborate on that? I think I've mortgaged your house, Jonathan. Yeah. I... Those cameras were a lot. I, I basically I saw the axe swing. In that one Resident Evil oh, right. that was 3D, and I was like, fucking hell, I almost thought I was going to lose my head. People need to see Jonathan throw up on the floor and think he, <laughs> think a little bit of it, because he's not doing it much. We'll, we'll splash on them. I want to be like, ah, I don't want to be covered in Jonathan's vomit, or do I? <laughs> What 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 will inspire them to ask that second part of the the thing? Uh, one look at you. I mean, look at yourself. I oh, I have have a whiff of that Sunday dinner. <laughs> when I see you, Jonathan, I just think to myself, I wonder, I wonder what it would be like for him to spew a massive, <laughs> nasty sick all over me. Yeah, uh, like really, I just want to. 
I, I want you to smear things on me. <laughs> Why? What? Where, where does it come from? Why does it? Where, where, why do the Anywhere. thoughts happen? No, I mean the, the thoughts you have. Oh, the thoughts I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, because he doesn't care where the fluids come from as long as they technically came from you. I mean, you could be collecting them in jars for months ahead of time, deliver them onto uh, Jim. Jim be thrilled. Yeah, absolutely made up with it. I, 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 I just think it would be really good if you wore like a like a, a a stained long shirt, just enough to cover your privates. Nothing else. Look, <laughs> out, like sort of turn your head to the side a bit and just go <laughs> like that, and then just kick a bit of dirt over it, you know, just to just to clean it up. And then people would be like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. They, they, that's what they take. Yeah. Well, in the three in 3D, you know, kicking the dust over, it could be like this cool dust cloud that flows out. It'd be CG, I assume. So you can control the, the particle spray. I don't. So, so it, it's a lot. It's hard to figure out. I've been thinking. It's not a lot. That's the point. No, yeah, it's just a little bit. <laughs> because that's been done. Jackass did being sick everywhere. I think a classy sick is where to go. I think if you do a classy bit of throw up, that's what the dirt's for. I mean, think about The Exorcist, right? Mm. Dignified, powerful stream. <laughs> Effective. Yeah. Nobody forgot it. I mean, I, would you crawl down the stairs backwards, Jonathan? No, it sounds really dangerous. Crawl down the stairs backwards, upside down, and then like stick your tongue out and chase me while I go, Ooh, stop it. <laughs> I'm not very flexible. I'm 44 years young at this point. I'm, my body is very creaky. It, it'll function for a brief period of time, but then it just starts to ache yeah. immediately. And you'd probably like that too. You'd be like, ache, Jonathan. Just ache for me. You watch well, you ache. I just, I just want you to ache for me the way I ache for you. Oh, yeah. That's nice. But it, it involves vomit and pain and, and <laughs> becoming a ghost or, or an undead. Sort of backwards walking possessed creature. Yeah. My skin has to rot a lot of the time in these. That's true. I've, I've had a couple of ideas where it would be ideal if you were dead or at least rotting. I'll admit that. <laughs> I'll cop to that. It's great. It's not great. You know, Army, I've been thinking a lot about Army Hammer. Mm hmm. Armand Hammer. Army. It, it, first of all, his name is Army Hammer, which is really it's pretty good. It's pretty strange. Yeah, it is like a, a like a Kojima name mm. that uh, is just a real actor, and he is in a movie called Sorry to Bother You that I like a lot, where he plays this super rich fiend. Oh, I've seen that film. It's not bad, right? I liked it. Yeah, it, it, some interesting twists, sort of a video game logic that runs throughout. That would be an interesting movie in in three D. So Army Hammer in that movie plays a, a terrible person. Who thinks he's great And then it gets revealed uh, This past week That he may be a, a legit cannibal In fact <gasps> There's some Some Instagram messages Saying I am 100% cannibal And his ex-wife said That he Would say That he wants to break her rib And eat it The rib? Yeah the rib Okay He would like suck her blood And stuff like she'd cut her finger And he'd be like I'll have a bit Okay And she'd be like Huh all right, I'll stay married for a little longer and just did for a while yeah, because people can be pretty manipulative. She said she was she was sort of uh, in his web, in his psychological web. And then I was like, oh, man, that's terrible. And then I was like, oh, time to record a new Boston's favorite son. Wonder what's going to happen this time. Oh, yep, they want me dead. They want my skin to fester. Tell me more. I just stick around for it and, and feel it and see what's going to happen. It's uh, I'm drawing parallels is my point. Right, yep. You are suggesting that this podcast, and indeed our entire relationship up to this point, is leading to the revelation that I do. Um, and let me get this bit straight. 100% cannibal. The cannibal bit, okay. Uh, well, I say okay. It's not unheard of. It's the 100% bit that gets me. That's the part that gets you. Like... If it was 70%, it would be fine. Like you describe a carnivorous versus herbivorous creature. 100% implies mm -hmm. that's the entire diet. <laughs> I think so, or at least... At a that point, I think you're not a human, you're a ghoul. <laughs> and therefore, I don't believe it's cannibalistic. Didn't you tell me you wanted me to be a ghoul? Hmm. I can't remember... But I like the idea. 
In a way, we all are because you know they just eat dead shit, don't they? Sure. We're rotting away. We're we're eating the meat of other things. Unless you are hundred percent vegetarian, then you're you're probably at the very least eating an egg, which could have been a living thing. Yeah, probably more of a revenant than a ghoul. Good point. Because you're you're still dead, but but you're not enacting a great vengeance on the planet. <laughs> yeah, most of us, most of us aren't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, technically, Jason Voorhees was a revenant. He was all vengeance. So I didn't know that about Jason Voorhees. Well, I guess technically. I mean, if you take your average zombie or something with a little less agency and something a lot more sort of driven by an instinct mm. uh, whereas you've got jason voorhees after jason well jason lives and beyond having been resurrected but with also a very set task in mind from which he cannot be deterred uh, i think that is that falls more squarely under revenancy than than zombiehood ah. but i don't entirely know my genuses yeah and i don't who who creates this canon yeah speaking of canon again and, and exactly i just know whose dick goes in it i don't know who comes up with it <laughs> you got the dick thing covered mm. the dick is covered and you've got the canon covered with the dick thing it's not, it would have to be, I mean... You should cover a lot more things in your dick stuff. <laughs> cover, cover it in my stuff? Cover it in your dick stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's not, we should serve it. You know, I heard The Cure is working on a new album. Ooh. One of my favorite Cure lyrics is, Can never get enough, enough of this stuff. Because he's just throwing in the towel. Yeah. He's just okay with it. I mean, he's not singing about the film. <laughs> I wish he was. <laughs> It's true, though. Yeah. Can't get enough of the stuff. Can't get enough of, the, of any and all stuff, especially if it comes from you, Jonathan. I just want, it, I just want to be fed bits of you. <laughs> because you're like 70% Campbell. I didn't even Campbell. mean to call back to anything. That just blasts it out. That's I think it's about time I admitted I'm 100% Campbell, Jonathan. <laughs> I would like, like, not, you know, I don't want your limbs and your head and your eyeballs. Right. I just want bits that I know have sloughed off you, <laughs> served to me out of a ladle by, like, an old southern woman. Because <laughs> it's warm. It's from the heart when it's from the south. You'll be best shot in your pie ever with more biscuits in town. That's just that's just fucking crap nuts. <laughs> Didn't think she'd sound. I pictured the like, oh, like. <laughs> the, the cookie sets me up with soap and foam lady thing. Oh, sure, child. You know, like a oh, that'd be good. Yeah, like a sweet, yeah. just drawing out all the vowels in order to oh, make that's you feel even like better. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait a minute. Because then you serve me. You serve me some old-fashioned southern cooking. That is also your fluids and, and sloughings and droppings. I mean, there's probably a show in that, or at least street theatre. A, sh- a show? <laughs> the fact that it always comes back to somehow being entertainment for others. And the, the concepts, no offense, are, are often relatively one note. Like, the, you get 30, 45 seconds worth of, of idea. And then it's like season six. Like, here you go, child. Mm. Oh, thank you for the, the tasty treats. And then <laughs> that just moves on. That's you being a little baby. Oh, thank you. Oh, I would. Oh, thank you, please. I am, I am a starving little Victorian boy. And I would like your tasty treats, please. Like that, like an Oliver Twist figure. <laughs> yeah, That'd be good. Sweet I'm into that, and then you're just, ooh, anything for you, little orphan child. Like that. <laughs> you did that voice really well. I don't think I've, I've heard you do that one. Thanks, I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not. It's 9.44 in the morning. Yeah, it's pretty early. Yeah. I, I had to check my work schedule. I was uh, off on Friday. Taking care of some business, recording this the next week. So I had all this stuff to catch up on. I was all panicked. I've got family that's just getting out of the hospital with with damaged body parts. I may need to go wait on them hand and foot. I'm in the in the midst of the throes of all these other projects, trying to keep them afloat, feeling feeling like an imposter, feeling like really, really, really bored with myself. I don't know if that ever happens to you two, but that's my life. <laughs> all of it. <laughs> It's really Just hard, a mess right? of a disaster and thinking I'm shit. 
And yet you you carry on, which takes a a particular kind of strength that I don't think gets talked about enough. It's it's easy. But we all deserve medals. You, you did. It's it's something that you strive to give to people and give who you are to, to folks. And sure, you get attention and praise and whatnot. There's some rewards, but but a lot of it is thankless, as, as you know better than me. And those moments when you feel like, as though you failed, it's so, so difficult. And then to force yourself to go on anyway, it's, it's not easy. This whole making stuff for people thing, content creation, I guess they call it these days. It's not not easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't all be artists like Sting, can we? No, no, we can't. Quote unquote artists. The wrestler or the. Either one. The musician, <laughs> the music one. Um, okay. Sting, the wrestler, keeps to himself. I've got no quarrel with Sting, the wrestler, yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping an eye on it. If, if Sting the Wrestler is anything like Sting the Musician, I'm keeping an eye on the situation. Because the more I've gotten to know Sting the Musician, the more I've come to really grow a distaste for his behaviours. Is that so? Gotten to, gotten to know him? You know him personally? Well, yeah. You know, the last time I told you about him was when he did that stupid fart noise that he bothered mm. me to come over and, and listen to. Well, lately he's been bothering me again. He wants me to get a tattoo. Now, I've been talking about getting another tattoo. I'd quite like a couple. But he keeps bringing it up when I don't want to talk about it, which is rude and disrespectful of boundaries. And the one he wants me to get is pathetic. I, I can only... I, I'm, I, I'm on the edge of my seat here. And oh, oh, that's the worst part. <laughs> You're waiting for something here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you know what he wants? I can't imagine. What is it? He wants me to get the best of Sting tattooed on my shoulder. <laughs> then he looks at me with this fucking smile on his face. Like I'm supposed to, I don't know, laugh or, or even be offended or, or conf like, I don't know what. But the fact he wants it on the shoulder and not even on my ass. <laughs> To me, is a sign of disrespect. To me, the fact he won't even try and make it vaguely seem like a joke is just rude. <laughs> so you come on this show with me, <laughs> like let me eat your your droppings and your your skin flakes. Let's watch you vomit. Let's let's have you put your genitals inside of a weapon of war, inside of a, a real lethal device. And then Sting, celebrity, <laughs> man of distinction, simply suggests perhaps a tattoo with the best of Sting on it. And you're like, how dare you? How dare you, Sting? Well, yeah. Suggest. It's offensive. <laughs> and you know, I can't, listen, I can't let him listen to this podcast now. Oh, no. No. Because I know what he's like. You called him a man of distinction and all week long he'll, he'll just fucking roll up to me as quietly as possible so that I can't hear him and then yell, more like man of distinction! <laughs> oh, he's going to be insufferable. <sighs> Don't give him material, Jonathan. He's actually... We're, we're... He's just the rudest, least considerate. Sting? Yeah, person I've ever known. Whose ideas border on the sick. <laughs> Sting is the sick one in, in your relationship. Of the police fame, yes. Yes, 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 the singer. It's about respect at the end of the day. When I want to eat your slothings off and, and witness you be sick everywhere, or a little, or if I want your penis wedged firmly up an inkjet, I... I'm doing it out of respect and, more importantly, love, the platonic kind and the romantic kind, right. but not necessarily the sexual kind. Hmm. Anytime I've wanted any part of you in me or vice versa, it's for the good of your career. <laughs> it's altruistic. It's just good management, the sex with me. Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. What do you mean? I'm barely interested in sex myself these days, Jonathan. I, but I'm very interested in you. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long-standing, long-standing thing. And you, you have told me that it's it's less about my physical appearance, though. Mm. You have never said anything negative about my physical appearance in, in all these years. All these other <laughs> I know. things. You're beautiful. <laughs> 
it's not great. It's it's uh, my physical appearance is is definitely on the decline and and has been for some time, I think. But it's it's always been so so persistent and not about my looks, about something else, something something in the air that I I can't I can't figure it out. It's part of why I keep coming back. I hope to someday have the answer. And and now Sting's in the mix, and, and I, can't, I don't have the, the answers there either. You know, we're, we're legitimately one degree of separation from Sting. I interviewed uh, what? Uh, the video game developer, Yonaman, uh, I'm blanking on his last name because I'm on the spot. He made the Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. Oh, I've played that. Yeah, and he, he got Sting to uh, perform in that, so I could... Be like, Yonaman, can, will Sting come on this Where the Water Tastes Like Wine fan podcast I do with Conrad Zimmerman and Jim Sterling? He'd be like, sure, we'll get him on the phone. Like, we could, we could have Sting. So we just have to lie to Sting, of course, to, to get him on. But I'm sure he would, he would say hi to us for a couple of minutes if we wanted and we could have these real interactions. But, but, uh, yeah, well, if he says he's not coming on unless I get that tattoo, we can go get fucked. Yeah. I mean, it's just too much. <laughs> that you're, so you're drawing the line. You're not. You're not allowing him on the show. It sounds like. Yeah, I don't want Sting. Yeah, no, no. Fuck mm-hmm. him. <laughs> wow. What? It's 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 incredible the animosity that that's just naturally generated towards. No, you just you just don't get. You don't ask for something like that. No. The tattoo. The tattoo. No. Yeah. <laughs> when you got your Whitney Houston tattoo, Jonathan, you got it on your own. Of your own volition. It was your own drive, your own need to have Whitney Houston permanently on your body. And I respect that. Yeah. I don't. I, I want her unblinking sour on like eye forever <laughs> enshrined on the back of my knee. And we said, yep. Whitney's and the and the vampire teeth. Whitney has vampire teeth. No, you. Oh, I have the glow in the dark ones that you put in. <laughs> I don't say word one about those. No, nope. I've never done that. I, I don't yeah, think you I've do. ever you, done that. You put these vampire teeth in when you eat an apple to protect your regular teeth, and none of us in all these years have said. What you're doing is bullshit, Jonathan. <laughs> what you're doing is bullshit. Not once. Because you don't wash those vampire teeth. And by now they're doing more harm than good, especially because I've seen you eat Jolly Ranchers with them in. That's just collecting sugar. Oh, geez. And then yeah. your real teeth are just sitting in that. <laughs> wow. There's something about the smell of rotting teeth that have sat in sugar. It's a real... Real turn on. I think. No, no. It's really disgusting. It's a specific kink that it's got a dedicated fan base. Rotten teeth stink. Rotten teeth. Rotten teeth in sugar. It's really gross. It's really gross. Every once in a while I'll floss and it'll stink a little after. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm a rotten teeth boy now. And I'll I'll use a lot of mouthwash and brush. It only happens a few times a year, I think, if I eat something really gross and it, it was secretly hiding in there. The floss gets it out, but it just brings out an aroma that's that's quite hmm, hellish, I guess. Mm. Really, really seems like the the kind of you know, you've probably thought about hell before. I, I think about it sometimes. I, oh I, yeah. Um when I was in college a friend of mine um would spend and I'm not joking, hours discussing what we think hell is like. Really? Oh, God, yeah. We built up a very detailed world. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were trying to come up with, like, how can we make hell just as much of a hassle as possible for people? Because <laughs> that's the point of hell, isn't it? It's just to, to really harsh your buzz. Um, so we, we went into detail about, you know, just just how bad it would be that, that you'd have five heart attacks at once from every sense picking up what bullshit's going on. The smell alone gives you a cardiac arrest. It, like, it's full, Jonathan. <laughs> People are running around screaming. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh, yeah. And there's like a carpet of mush under their feet, and they're like ankle deep in this mush. And that's the people that have been there longer. But you can't die in hell, so they're just a big sea of moaning mush that have just been trodden down. <laughs> and then more people will come in and tread them down. So the mush is people? Oh, yeah. The mush is people. There are floating skulls on fire like in Doom. And they'll sometimes, like, run at people and scream at them just to frighten them a bit. 
Because compared to everything else, compared to the, like, the, the fairground rides that have skeletons with cutlasses riding on them constantly laughing and swinging their swords at people, the skull screaming at you is a minor inconvenience, but that's the point of hell. You can't even have a sit down. <laughs> well, that's, a, <laughs> that's the thing about it. It's, like you said, you're immortal, and if you know that then everything is yeah. just an inconvenience i think hell could be really bad if you have a sort of dementia that causes you to forget that you're in hell i think there was a episode of uh, rod sterling's night gallery about this starring Shaw, john astin sean astin's dad who played gomez adams he's like a hippie in hell and mm. I, I think it's a lot like the stuff you're talking about oh, I, I think love you it. I yeah, I want all that. I want the devil. I want the devil to be like like eighty feet tall with an electric guitar, <laughs> and he's just strumming it so loud, people's heads just pop right, and he's laughing like he loves it the whole time. It's just <laughs> like that. He'll like like lift, like grab people and stuff them in his mouth and then shit them out, um, and they've just got to like just be poo forever. Every now and then, though, right, hell just stops for everyone. And there are, like, these clouds, and everything's white and bright, and there's harps, and, and everything's peaceful and lovely, right? And that lasts for about 20 minutes, where they're in heaven. Then then this cloud floats by. The devil jumps out from behind it, goes, ah! <laughs> claps his hands, and then it's just immediately back to hell. Right, because you want to give them a sense of what they're missing on. Yeah, yep. yeah. And he's back, you know, lifting lifting big rocky crevices with people like big rock faces with people on them and then clapping his hands again and then they fall and people just fall down and he just enjoys it because it really pisses them off the, the flaming skulls are floating sometimes just drag their jaws into the moaning mush just to upset them more black hat fireworks head just looking at people hateful thing right but it's like a sprite like in an old video game so it's always looking at you wherever you are so you never feel safe because you're always being watched mm. and it's always by something that unnatural and menacing most firework logos are in hell well that's the other thing about hell um <laughs> that i am convinced is that uh I, I believe somebody's watching me is playing all the time oh no in the background <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> i mean Many songs are. Every step you take, fucking Sting. He's fucking in there at all. Every song that makes you paranoid, plus the soundtrack to Watership Down to make you sad. And the song Paranoid. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all at the same time, but you can make them all out? Right, obviously. Yes. Well, again, you've, you have five simultaneous heart attacks just being there, and it's instant. The moment you're dead, you're there. And in the background somewhere, a song you genuinely would like to hear, but can't over the rest of it. Oh, absolutely, oh. yes. And you can just always faintly hear Lou Reed on the edge of your hearing. <laughs> uh, just on the edge. You can't hear it over the sound of the devil laughing and shitting, and the mush moaning, and the skeletons riding motorbikes. I mean, the thing about it is some of it's kind of cool, which makes you think maybe I can like this. And then you can't like it. Yeah. It, it, that, that, that contrast is what makes it so painful because I think you can get used to anything, especially with immortality on the docket, but, but constantly having to adapt and adjust to the different environments that are all designed to make you feel bad, but, but keep you guessing. Yeah. And your creativity really comes alive. In a sense, I guess hope really is the greatest hell of all. <laughs> yeah, because if you have any, you're going to be painfully disappointed, as I think, I think we've all, all experienced. And mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm asking this, but I'm running on a tangent. When you before you said the devil lifts, and then you said a craggy thing, I just pictured him lifting weights. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Really noisily. Oh, you know, you know, the devil lifts. <laughs> So, you're very masculine in a lot of depictions, a lot of, a lot of sinewy muscle mass. Yeah. Devil spends three hours in the gym every day. I mean, dude's ripped. <laughs> and you have to listen to it. For me, that's, that's a hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, you know, he's, he's at a water bottle, so like spray of water's coming out all the time, but it's hell, so it's probably, you know, just jizz and piss and shit Gross. like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just covering people in it. And he's, as I said, like 80 feet tall, so people are like, 
being quite legitimately bodied by flex a bit. <laughs> that that narcissism, being around a narcissist of that nature, to me is a is a certain kind of hell. I think they're they're all related to our own personal experiences. The devil is quite vain. <laughs> it seems that way. And veiny. Mm. Vain and mm. veiny. Yeah. What a vascular fallen. I'll tell you what, right? Yeah. I, I think about hell a lot, right? I think I've nailed it. I've nailed what, what, what my own personal hell is. Really? YouTube. Not you too. <laughs> I, I don't mind, I don't mind a couple of their tracks. Sure. Right? Here it is, right? You've got no body, no eyes, no ears, right? But you can see and hear everything. And because you've got no body, you can't close anything, nor look away. You then, from beginning to end in real time, have to watch your life from beginning to end. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Over and over and over in real time. Oh, man. You can't change a thing. You have to watch all of the shit. And you can't enjoy any of the good shit because you're just watching it. Right. So you'll long for the good times. I sometimes feel like that's actually what's happening to me on a <laughs> constant basis. <laughs> I pay. Yeah. Like, I think you've just described my existence. Thanks. I often feel like I've been put on this planet to punish someone. And now I know. Yeah. It's, it's me. <laughs> it's you. It's me. Because <laughs> of this one statement he made no, once. No, I mean... Imagine this, right? Conrad's locked in this this eternal frustrating hell of trying to make you famous, John. And it's not happening. In a way, you are like his Satan. <laughs> Just flexed and grunting yeah. over me for all eternity. Like this can't be my hell, because I'm you know, I I've been a, a scampy little imp. <laughs> But I have a lot invested in your fame, Jonathan, mm-hmm. and, and, for, and oh my god, it hadn't even occurred to me that, that all this time, the reason that you have been fighting and resisting everything we've tried to do, this is my own personal hell. It's me. I'm- It's you. It's been you all along. <laughs> Boston's favorite son is some sort of cruel, unfair punishment for Conrad. <laughs> It really makes sense when you think of all the episodes. I mean, Conrad and I have been podcasting since before I think you and I even met Jim. Oh, since before Jesus was born. Since before Conrad has edited uh, shows I've done. He did the Huge News of the Week with Caitlin Cook. He edited a E3 video that I did, or more than one, I think. Did a fantastic job on all of it. So he secretly sort of toiled... Behind the scenes to, in order to... To build my own hell. Yeah. <laughs> I failed every time. I've never never been a, a huge success with any of these things. I've succeeded at other stuff that was yeah. that was different, that was really... Completely unrelated to anything that... Oh, my God. I know. I know. And the stuff that you worked on, Conrad, is much better than the stuff that succeeded. Uh, the stuff that succeeded really... Just lucked out or used gimmicks, you know, teenage Pokemon cartoon, millions of views because it had Pokemon the name. If it was called Teenage Monsters, it would have done terrible. So, so it was a real, real gimmick I used there and had some fun with it. Poor Conrad. Oh my God. It's true. Oh, wow. How can I stop the torture that I put you through? How can I make amends? Get famous. Yeah. <laughs> it's really Step it up. <laughs> It's really hard, though, to, to be famous. We got to get you to Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's so many years of Whole Foods. So many years of it being oh, yeah, the answer is Whole Foods. No, this yeah, but time. This one. Though, this Whole sex Foods breakfast, trip. though. Sex breakfast, though, is, is going to take Whole Foods and then the world by storm. <laughs> not in a U.S. capital way. No. Oh, not that kind. Yeah, that was a bad storm. No, no. We will be making sure when we break into the Whole Foods that we are very un-American, that we do not chant USA or or any of that shit. We're not going to appropriate patriotism like those terrorists do, Jonathan. Good. We're going to go in screaming, we hate America, we hate America. (laughs) And that should get us further. Because you saw how far those terrorists got loving America. So I think if we march in, you know, saying uh, dismantle white supremacy, uh, I reckon we'll get at least as far as the bakery. I, You know, I think that from what I can tell, a lot of people want to dismantle 
white supremacy. Really? Are you sure? Are you sure that people want to dismantle white supremacy? <laughs> the people who do are not allowed to just walk around Congress. Oh, oh that there are people who do want to. Okay, because I, so. I was going to say, not a lot of evidence indicating there's a whole lot of interest in dismantling white supremacy. <laughs> I was going to say, yes, uh, we're on the we're on our, speaking the lang- same language. Those folks are not just ha- paraded around Congress and Congress isn't evacuated in order to accommodate their desire to do some light terrorism, some some kind of recreational terrorism. But you're thinking if we go to Whole Foods – Well, that's just it. That's just it. Terrorism needs to be recreational, I think. I think they're fine with the terrorism if the terrorism is recreational, if it's just all yeah. in good fun. If you actually wanted to change something. That's why we're going to do this on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. you got to pick the right day. Anyway – the point was not to <laughs> the, the point was not to this. The point is to only get as far as the breakfast aisle. We only need to get as far as the cereal. Right. So if if we go in with a plan that will get us to to bakery, we've got more than enough slack on that, Jonathan. Oh sure. So that by the time you and I have our clothes off, Jonathan, and are sharing the ball gag. <laughs> Uh, Conrad will be able to get through, I think, at least five boxes of cereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> We're sharing a ball gag? Yeah. So, okay. Um, maybe I've not explained myself too thoroughly. The idea of sex breakfast, Jonathan, is for you and me to be on our knees fairly nude. Well, just some very short shorts and mesh tank tops. Okay? <laughs> um, I've got to be careful. I don't know how long I have to be on the HRT until my tits are illegal. Um, I think there's some line. Yeah, but you may have to move fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some canon, some some created myth that we need to yeah. follow, like it's true. Until I've gotten with my lawyer, mesh it up. That's that's the legal advice. So mesh tank top, very short shorts, Jonathan. Um, and then we got a ball gag. It's a it's a double strapper. So. You know, one strap on my head, one strap on yours. We've got ball gag in the middle. Imagine Lady and the Tramp, but with a lot more eye rolling and spit. Because <laughs> we're, we're, we're wet with saliva and also... And loving it. And loving it, like orgasmically. Ah, so like, ah, ah, like that. We're just... Like that. Uh, while Conrad... Um, Basically, open cereal boxes and just sort of gently pours them over us. Yeah. Splash of ice cold milk, you know. I mean, dairy's just two aisles over, so it should be fine. Yeah. We're the breakfast. People are invited to sort of go on their hands and knees and sort of crawl towards us and then sort of uh, pick up bits of the cereal and eat it off the floor like lowly dogs. If, if they're into it. <laughs> if, they're, if they're looking at this and thinking, I, mean, I agree with, with the bull gag couple uh, this is quite nice isn't it <laughs> that's what that's what passers-by in whole foods usually a pretty pretty affluent crowd they attract they're very horny they're, <laughs> there's, there's two things i know about whole foods customers yeah. they're very horny and they're very hungry <laughs> the first one is what you said first the horny one is what immediately well, that takes priority that's why they're going to whole foods yeah. It's in the name, Whole Foods. They're thinking about holes. That's why they're there. <laughs> Sex holes. Yeah. Many is the time I've woken up and thought, oh, Nick is a damp. Time to get a baguette. <laughs> of, I could have said any food. The baguette implies I'm going to stick it up my ass. That wasn't the point. I just thought it'd be funny. I thought, I thought, I thought, Jonathan, the distinct lack of relation would be the goof. But now people are thinking, ah, they just want to stick a baguette up their bum. <laughs> Which is not true, because I fucking love French bread. Yeah, that's 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 not where French bread goes. I, I'm not wasting it up my bum. <laughs> However, Jonathan, uh-huh. you know how Gwyneth Paltrow mm. made those candles what smelled like her muff? I didn't... I saw the headline, but I didn't look further into it. Yeah. I did not know. Recently, they've been burning people's houses down, apparently. Recently, they've just been exploding and going up in flames. Why do they smell like her vagina, though? Why? Uh, I don't know. She was bored. <laughs> <laughs> it does 
and, and people bought them. People were like, people were like, I want my home to smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Yeah. It, what does it smell like? And now I, uh, she's got me. I, I at first I was like ridiculous. Now I'm like, okay, how much? Because I want to know how it smells. Because you want to know what Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina smells like. I want to know what the candle that's supposed to simulate the smell of. Gwyneth Patel, Gwyneth Patel vagina. <laughs> what does it smell like? I mean, let's like? face it. We we know how the business decision came about, don't we? No. Oh, come on. Gwyneth Paltrow sat there, thought to herself, right, I've just finished watching Cruel Intentions. <laughs> I've got a shitload of these candles that I got for Christmas. Time to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's a sexual, <laughs> it's a sexual movie. Cruel. Intentions. She was put in a sexual mood by by, um, by cruel intentions. By both, yeah. I mean, the thing about like it wasn't so much the movie, but two things that turn her on are malice and a job to do. Mm. <laughs> Peltro, yeah, mm. married to the singer for Coldplay. Is that right? Yeah. The point is, <laughs> the point is, Conrad. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking with all those candles we both got for Christmas. Oh yes, I certainly do. No, yeah. What do you? What? What do you want to do? Well, I was legitimately thinking um, that I I might get into the scented candle game. I mean, and by that I don't mean I'm going to sell ones that smell like me. I just want some want nice ones for the house. Oh, okay. And okay. then I thought I do want ones that smell of Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Why me? The thing Why is, Jonathan, me? if we sat you down with a box of candles and cruel intentions, <laughs> we could start making some money. <laughs> it's not, I don't think. I can promise you five people would buy a candle that smelled of your asshole. Oh, it's my butt. It's the- oh oh well, yeah. yeah oh don't worry about that obviously what, what is of course this it's your butt <laughs> what else would it be yeah you are asking some questions here where else would it go uh, and I mean I've got ideas <laughs> I didn't want to I just assumed if it was cool. we might want to start with those little birthday candles where would those go oh no where do those go. There's a good show. Oh no, where do those go? Oh no, where do those go? It's the alternate title for this show. I think it's yeah. That's how I feel a lot of the time. So, so cruel intentions. Yeah, erotic. Some attractive. I have not uh, really seen it. I think they're sexy. I think uh, I know Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it. It was like after Buffy, and they were like, ah, better, better make her as sexy as possible and get some money off it. Yeah, she was like 22 or something, and they thought now's the time to just make her nothing but sexual i guess yeah she's uh quite right wing these days did not know that sarah michelle Gellar. oh yeah yeah yeah. shouldn't be surprised i suppose i don't know if she's like mega right wing but she was definitely oh i'm sarah michelle Gellar and a republican check that out wow i don't think those were exact words it's so interesting because so is clarissa clarissa joan hart exactly <laughs> she was in that film god's not dead 2 the sequel to god's not dead starring kevin sorbo what an assortment and she was sabrina the teenage witch who i always saw as sort of the companion yeah. to buffy the vampire slayer sort of teenagers what annoys me is the sheer amount of intellectual dishonesty on Clarissa Joan Hart's part. Because if she's now saying we entrust everything to God and faith, she's admitting that fucking Clarissa couldn't explain it all. <laughs> and, and she played... I want my money back, Nick. Uh, in, in, fair, in, in, in fairness, Clarissa explains it all, could do that from that perspective and just say God, because that's what... That mm. that is that's the answer. Then anytime there's a difficult question that yeah. bears a lot of thinking about. Oh, that's it's true. just God's will. I think I've been calling a Clarissa Joan Hart. You sure have. Yeah, we were doing. I was doing that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun. I did it on accident. I enjoyed it. I I I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha you uh, one time. It felt Dean Cain's in uh, the first Gods Are Not Dead as well. Oh yeah. What an assortment. Oh God, I turned on turned on something. Oh, it was I was I was watching a magic show. Because I was on Hulu and just browsing, and I was like, oh, look, there's a magic show. And then it was Dean Kane in my face. I was like, nope. <laughs> I wonder what makes people guess the wrong guess. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Uh, they're, they're just saying, hmm, 
who's right? Who's wrong? Oh, it's these people, and it's the wrong people every time. They they think that the the, the bigots are are probably right, and the 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 people who believe that if you're poor, you should probably just starve. It's fine. Don't help them. They, their guess is that they're right. I wonder what leads them to make these guesses. I have to guess that it's their life of narcissistic pursuit and emptiness where they're just reading other people's words, never really speaking for themselves, pretending to be someone that they're not in order to have everyone look at them and think that they're the most attractive and the most fun and interesting, this sort of pursuit of empty celebrity status where you're you're not really expressing yourself in any genuine way. You're just getting as much attention as possible. Sort of the opposite of, of you two. As we were talking about, you create content, but you really put yourselves out there. This this show included. It's really the opposite of Clarissa Joan Hart's career. Well, we put ourselves out there in work. But when we're talking to you, we're trying to put ourselves in there. Right. You're putting, and you want me to put out as well. That's I've true. Noticed. You, you've, you've hoped well, that I would. Well, I want... I want you to put out to society. I want you to say, this is my love. And let's be honest, your put out output has not been particularly impressive. <laughs> it's Rose Race I, and I, that's I, it. Yeah. I agree. But wouldn't I just end up another Dean Kane or Clarissa Joan Hart? Some, some empty-headed celebrity who... Oh, no, you'd have us there to keep you grounded, Jonathan. <laughs> How would you keep me? How is this grounding? What are you talking about? We are a stable, dependable influence on your life. We've always been there and we've always been the same, unchanging, dedicated throughout. For eternity. Like like the devil, like hell, like we were talking Uh, about. It's really all, mm. all these dots are connecting today. I like to think we are exactly like Jesus. Jonathan. In many ways, I do think I am uh, Jesus. Well, I don't know. Maybe Jonathan's Jesus, because as far as I can confirm, he's only come once. (laughs) And if he ever does it again... (laughs) Because I have one child that's that's biologically mine, I believe. Seems to be. Uh, Yeah, that uh, that was witty. That was true. Though Jesus, I always pictured myself being more of the Holy Ghost, just kind of roaming around. Because there's the the three in Catholicism, right? Yeah. Somehow Jesus was his own father, his son, and his own ghost. It all gets a little bit Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is like a religion with its own uh, mythos to, to dissect. Well, there's that crossover. There's that whole crossover when Donald and Donald and Goofy end up in Gethsemane. <laughs> well, gosh, we gotta fight the Romans. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder because Square Enix. I don't know how how Christian that company is, but Disney, I think, espouses a lot of. Uh, they, they at least want the Christians to to like them. So I don't know if Disney would allow it, but a Jesus appearance in Kingdom Hearts. I don't. I don't think it's out of the question that they may <laughs> go for that at some point. Sorrow, <laughs> sorrow, we've got to get Jesus's Keyblade back to him before Xehanort goes to the crucifixion, and that can be his Keyblade. It could be the cross. Wow, that would sell. That would sell so much merch. That would sell hard. Oh my god! Get up there with a claw hammer, prize him off, and then he can use that to smack the fuck out of Judas. Get to fuck. A violent Jesus. And, you know, Uh, Judas is there and, and, you know, the cutscene starts. He's just got done speaking with Melissa. Melissa, She she slinks off and he's like, ah, Jesus, it's me. Played by Brian Blessed. It's me, Judas. I've got the heartless on my side. And it only cost me 30 pieces of darkness. Heart's darkness, heart's darkness. Because that's all they say. And then you, you smack him with the, the cross. Right, right. And, and do hit point damage. Little numbers pop up as Jesus yeah. attacks. Yeah. Tim Curry playing pilot in the corner. Why, why is it that <laughs> Clarissa Joan Hart and Kevin Sorbo, all these, you can make fiction about Jesus. 
and Christianity. And people say, oh, yeah, of course, it's fine. It's fine. But if you were to do it in a JRPG, people would cry blasphemy, I'm sure. Well, it's, it's, it is a bit strange, isn't it? Like, we get to see the devil represented in all sorts of different kinds of media all the fucking time. But we almost never explicitly get a Jesus. Yeah, Hades is in Kingdom Hearts. Nobody batted an eye. Oh, yeah, a devil from hell. That's fine. But if you were to throw Jesus H. Christ in there, people would people would say that you were doing something disrespectful towards the Christians, which is a, a shocker to me. And then the Christians often complain about how popular media doesn't reflect them. I know. It's like they're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. But they're doing it out of deference to them. Yeah. I, w- I would love to depict Jesus in, in a positive way in, Wait, in media. Really? Okay. I, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not me. Slazus. <laughs> That's not positive. <laughs> it's it's sleazy. It is yes, sleazy yeah. is sleazy. I can't argue with that. But that's I, two cigarettes in the mouth, <laughs> a snakeskin tracksuit. We'll borrow one of Jake Roberts. Snake the Jake Stained the snake. Stained hoodie, sweater, loafers, stringy hair. Like we'll we'll get some like we'll get some artisanally crafted. Um, like thinning hair and then like drape that over your own head and then you can run a a strip club and claim to be an ex-boxer and that's jesus's new sleezus sleezus sorry sleezus christ (laughs) get your ass in here i got nothing funny to say i'm just a sleazy asshole and yeah just announces he's a sleazy asshole. You know, it's it's funny. I was just writing. I didn't have an idea for it, John. Well, is it I, you? Basically, I said sleazes and then, then was like, well, now what? <laughs> you, you sold me on it. And I was just writing about No More Heroes video game series for Nintendo Force. Oh, that plug. It, uh, yeah, yeah, sort of. But it, it, I swear to God, it, it relates. I, it, it's the third, fourth game in the series, actually. And I think my guess is that the lead character is going to die. He's going to sacrifice himself for the betterment of the world, which is something that happens in fiction all the time, usually about dads. They, they usually have the guys as they get older and their dads and they need to self-sacrifice for the world that they end up dying. But everyone is, is saved in a Jesus style way, but they're always sleazy and weathered as they do it. Like, oh, I know I've made some mistakes. I'm a failure in a lot of ways. This is sleazes talking. <laughs> I'm sorry about all the, the sin I allowed and all the, uh, all the wars and the death, but, uh, I'm going to make it up to you. <laughs> A little, uh, a little suicide, I guess, or self-sacrifice. I don't know. I'll let him kill me, even though I'm all powerful. And then uh, your sins will be washed away. What do you think? Is it making up to your kid? And then the sleazes' daughter, June, is like, "Oh, daddy, I can't. Believe I'm gonna miss you so much. Uh, uh, you won't miss me that much. It'll always be in your heart and the holy books. Read them. Read them on Sunday. How about that, kid? After I'm dead." Oh, daddy. Then there's this personal tragedy that goes on. She's carrying her entire life. You know, she would give it all. She would allow the sins of the world to corrupt and destroy anything for one more day with her father, Sleezus. Yes. And then Aerosmith plays that song about, uh, you know, missing you, won't miss a thing. But it's all about a a snakeskin Jacket Jesus named Sleezus. It's a great idea. I'm excited. And I think it, it, it would hit. This is the idea, I guess, because I had it. I think it's good. I don't know. Jim, mm-hmm. do you think we could get Jake the Snake Roberts to loan us his wardrobe? <laughs> Just get Jake oh, the I... Snake Roberts to do it. Get me out of the I, equation. Uh, mm. He's the perfect Sleezus. He is the perfect Sleezus. I'm excited about Normally, this. Normally, I would push through and demand you do things, Jonathan. However, <laughs> be right. Jake the Snake Roberts may be the perfect Sleezus. <laughs> He's amazing. I would watch it like 20 times. I would love that movie so much, for real. These days, he looks great. Oh. He has, when I say like a, a snakeskin track suit, like <laughs> shell suit thing, like he looks he looks like a retired snooker player. And he, he uses it to actually like... He looks like a trailer park pimp. Yes. He looks like someone who'd give you the first early missions in a GTA game. <laughs> he... Is incredible. It's amazing. I love him. It's so good. Yeah. It is such a look. It's good to see him on TV again, actually. Yeah. He's, he's doing real well. 
I had no idea. I was worried about him for years. I think it was 2010 mm-hmm. was the last time I caught up with him. There was that Beyond oh, yeah, the well, Mat he was documentary. Rough shape then, yeah. 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 I was worried. He got into doing the DDP yoga. That was a big reason he, he, he got out. Oh. Diamond Dallas Page, old uh, WCW champion and everything. He's on AEW, more more behind the scenes these oh, days. But interesting. He did a whole sort of yoga training thing. This sort of hip, cool, I think he even says this ain't your grandma's yoga or something. But as, as tacky as it sounds, like, the results have been amazing. He's gotten quite a few wrestlers clean with it, and he's there's people, like, who've not been able to walk. Like, he had uh, a back hernia, very similar to the one I've had issues with, and got himself fighting fit off it. Wow. Huh. Yeah. That's a miracle. That's, okay. I mean... I hate to be sincere about this joke of idea, but that's that slays us. I mean, we could basically do an entire retelling of Jesus's life and death using professional wrestlers, and I think it'd go over great. In fact, I think when you know Corona and that is is sort of under wraps, hopeful um, and everything, we can do an entire wrestling nativity show. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's really you're walking that line, and I, I I painted with too broad of a brush before when I talked about Christians. There's so many Christians I know. The creator of Hypno Spice Outlaw and and Dropsy, the point and click game about a clown that just wants to be hugged. A three man match between the wise men. <laughs> oh yeah, triple threat. Who are you know determined to determine who gets to give the gifts to the baby Jesus? Oh, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> but I know I was saying that frankincense on a pole. There's a lot of great Christians out there. Is my point that 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 follow the the, the under underpinnings that would love oh, all yeah. these ideas. It's just we need to get them in the majority somehow because they. They're they're too shy, I think. They're not power hungry. So they're just like, oh, I'll just Joseph win. versus the innkeeper. Loser gets the stable match. <laughs> <laughs> I want Christians I want good Christians to to take over from the bad Christians is my point. And yeah. can we do that? Is this gonna do that? I don't know. I mean right now I'm looking at the baby Jesus versus Satan for the title. So <laughs> we'll have to do over. something there. I don't know if that'll. I don't know if that'll go over them with Hell in a cell or something. You know, we'll get the get a stip in there to sort of give the the literal baby face uh, some some potential odds. <laughs> the baby chick. <laughs> it's not gonna. That's not gonna. I don't know. I shouldn't speak for them, but I, I think that may be a bridge too far. To have I don't a, see what the problem is. Satan's yeah. a classic heel. But the baby. The crowd will firmly not be on his side. The problem is the baby. I mean, is... I don't think you can find a more foundational archetype for the villain. The baby. Yeah. The, ba- the, the, the... the baby is also God. But let's not forget he's got that little trick up his sleeve. That's an F sleeves. <laughs> he's just wearing a little cloth diaper. He's he's gonna get hurt though because he's a baby. Like this isn't mm-hmm. you didn't if you got actual baby Jesus in the ring. I mean, I suppose yes. If you want to get like philosophical about it, God could uh, be injured because God yeah. is all powerful and like... God could do everything. <laughs> I've seen a baby destroy a wrestler before. You have? Yeah. How? I, I, it was a match in Jackson, Mississippi. Right? Fucking. Two guys fighting, wrestling, all right? Eric Wayne uh-huh. was the wrestler fighting this other fella, right? Kick this other fella in the gut, right? He's doubled over. Eric Wayne reaches for his one-year-old son, grabs him, lifts him up Lion King style, and then brings those boots mercilessly down onto the back of the other wrestler who sold it like he'd been hit with a Donkey Kong barrel. <laughs> Fucking amazing. You think we couldn't put on a show where the baby Jesus kicks the shit out of Lucifer? Oh, you underestimate my ability to put on one fuck of a wrestling show. (laughs) Oh, well, once again, I stand corrected. And once again, I have to go back to work. I was just uh, getting distracted by buzzing sounds, beeping sounds, telling me I probably should be doing something else. Getting technically paid by the hour at my other job. It's a real fraud. I'm a real fraud and an imposter at work and probably other places too. I try to be genuine, but the fact of the matter is I, I feel like I am not what I should be. I feel, I feel inadequate. 
but so happy that we had this show today because, man, Sleezus. I mean, that's a pick me <laughs> really, I think that I'm still, yeah, there was a lot of great ideas that you both had today. But that put that on a T-shirt, put that on a coffee mug, put that on a on a tennis shoe. I think that's going to sell. If, if you really want money, Sleezus, run with it. It's great. Do you feel more famous after Sleezus? I, I think so. I think that people... Good. I mean, there's things about this episode that are going to keep people from saying, hey, friends, check this out, mom. <laughs> though, though, actually, one of our listeners, Soda Baby, t- typed me a letter <laughs> on a typewriter oh. over the holidays and drew a little Ewok on it. It was beautiful. Saying that his mom was listening to the Bugs Bunny hentai whatever episode. And his mom, I've talked to her. She's she's a great person. She reviewed a video game on this podcast that I guess I'll plug now called Talking to Women About Video Games. She reviewed Disc Room, a game that was published by Devolver and, and made by four people. That's, that's a really great game. And she's just a really nice, honest, non-swearing woman. But she has now been exposed to this show, which made me feel... More famous, and I bet you'll think Sleezus is really funny, but all this stuff about ball gags and eating my skin and stuff, that's what keeps people from spreading it around, I think. Mm. Really? Because that just helps me spread it around. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people aren't wearing masks. <laughs> that's the problem. That's, 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 you're right. That's actually the issue that's there. Issue. Uh, issue. another podcast that I've just invited mm. you to be on, Jim, and you can be on sometime, Conrad, too, if you want a guest mm. on the worst song on earth. Just pick a song that oh, you yeah. think stinks. I know stinks. exactly what song it, Do what you song already I'm know? Bringing. Oh, hell yeah. It's not a famous one. That's fine. But it's a, oh, it's a listen. I can't wait. Oh, man. I'm so filled with, with suspense about that. We'll figure out a time to do that in the, the, in the coming weeks. So, yeah, there's new episodes of that. I think I just recorded one about Jimmy Buffett. I don't know when it's actually coming out, but I really stuck it to, to Jimmy Buffett. And Your one about Usher was delightful. Oh, thanks. You know, it didn't get as many listens as others. So if you if you like it, tell... Tell people to listen to it because they'll listen to you about that. I think it's. Uh, I thought it really was from the heart, so I was hoping it would it would do well. But our most popular episode so far is the the worst songs of 2020, uh, where I think I talked about. Um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, Ar 645, who's a rapper who raps like the music in Splatoon. He sounds like a, an, an inkling, like a squid person when he raps, and um, he actually retweeted the show, which was nice. He didn't seem to mind that I was having a, a bit of fun with him. So yeah, that's the end of my plugs. Anything, anything you you two want to talk about? Now that I've plugged, well, I always want to talk about something after you've plugged. <laughs> oh Christ Almighty! Um, no, I've actually I've got to I've got an appointment in an oh, hour. No. So Sorry to hold to, you up. Uh, yeah, I'll, well, it's, it's in an hour. You're the one who's got to work now. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that might inconvenience you, I, I worry about. Uh-oh, and now my mom is literally calling me. Hold on. All right, we'll go talk to your mom. Okay. That's yeah. important. Let's, let's put this on the, the show. Hello, Mom? Yeah, it's me. I'm sorry I missed your call. I was doing bad. It was too cold together. It was cold. I'm doing a podcast right now. Can I call you right back? Yeah, call me back. I'm just going to go and put some clothes on and uh, wash my face, and I'll be back. Okay, sounds good. Okay, bye. It's my nude mom, my nude unwashed mom. It's <laughs> her style. Yeah, yeah, you know, someday I'll wear clothes again, Jonathan. She's she's always been like that. She's a real. That's character. the first time I've ever heard her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've heard your impression of her before, and it made such an impression on me that sometimes when I confirm something with someone, I still find myself going, "Ah, oh, sure, sure," <laughs> like that. And to now hear that she sounds exactly how you've always done her voice. That's made my day. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So I've, I've done that right. I feel like less yeah. of an imposter at the very least. I feel like. Putting on clothes and having a wash sounds like a good idea as well. <laughs> sure does. Yeah. I'll call her back after that. After she's, yeah. she's clean and, and dressed. <laughs> she's a character. Mm. <sighs> All right. Well. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Going to yeah. sign off on a high note. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. 
Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened. It's my nude mom, my nude unwashed mom calling. <laughs>